Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Enhancing the Human Experience Podcast. I'm Mark Phillips, and I'm really glad you tuned in today. On today's episode, we're going to hear from Kelly Jean Badgley. Now, Kelly is uh, the daughter of some friends of mine, and I've worked with her recently. We collaborated on a project. Actually, we collaborated on A World of Creativity. She did the voiceovers for that special series that Mark Stinson and I are hosting, co-hosting, where we talk about talk to creators around the world, find out how they get inspired, how they apply creativity in their lives. We've already learned so much. We've got a number of series still coming down the line for you. But Kelly did the voiceovers for that, and that's how we initially met. And then I also knew that she did this practice, a spiritual practice, and a Buddhist spiritual practice. And that's what we're going to talk about in this interview. She shares that practice with us. And you know me, I always geek out on hearing about people's spiritual practices and how they enhance their experience, how they find ways to enhance their experience. And so Kelly goes into what the practice is, how it's benefited her, you know, talks about the history of it, other people who do it, really a lot in this in this interview. If you've caught prior in- interviews, you know, I've had my friend Alejandro Anastasio on the podcast a number of times. Some of those episodes, he talks about his practice in Vajrayana Buddhism, and that's super fascinating as well. I'll put links in the show notes beneath this episode. But this is a different, uh, I guess, avenue, a different flavor, a different, you know, um, tradition, spiritual Buddhist tradition that Kelly practices. And she's going to tell us all about that in this episode. So lots of good stuff in this episode, as always. Before we jump into the episode, I just want to remind you that if you haven't already downloaded Being is Your Superpower, it's totally free. You can find it at justbeitbook.com. Go and do that. And the reason I recommend that is because it's filled with links to videos and podcasts and also quotes from successful people who have used the power of being, recreated themselves, reinvented themselves, aligned themselves with the things and experiences they want to have in life, whether it's relationships, whether it's business success. They've aligned themselves with that and they have attracted that. They have created that. It's super awesome. I find it to be one of the most inspiring things that I can look at, right? These are people that inspire me. These are people like Rob Deerdeck, who has built kind of a multimedia or a you know media empire he started off with Robin Big back in the 90s, I think it probably was. Then he moved on to other series for MTV, and I think he does a few, a number of series now, Ridiculousness and The Fantasy Factory, and he's involved in a number of other t- business opportunities. And he's basically what I consider him to be kind of a, definitely an entrepreneur, but also a media entrepreneur. Super awesome interview he did with Ed Milet, where he shares how he became a different person to attract his current wife. It's really fascinating. That's in this book, Being Is Your Superpower, along with a number of other interviews. Go check it out. You download it for free. It comes as a PDF, and it's filled with all these links and also timestamps. You don't have to watch the whole thing. You're going to jump right to the spot in the interview where they talk about how they changed themselves, reinvented themselves, became a different person to get something they wanted. It's really fascinating. So go check it out. You can find it at justbeitbook.com. All right, 
let's jump into this interview. You're going to hear Kelly Jean Badgley talk about her Buddhist practice and some of the ways that it's affected her, made a profound difference in her life and helps her manifest and helps her have exceptional experiences a lot in this interview. And I got a lot out of it. So I want to thank her for joining me. Thank you, Kelly. I really appreciate it and enjoy the interview. Kelly, thanks for hanging out with me on the podcast. Hey, good to be here. Yeah. Glad to be here. And nice to meet you too. I mean, we just met I know. today, actually. <laughs> well, we met over the phone. We've talked. I feel like I know you. I've known you forever. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm good friends with your mom and dad, uh, yeah. Mark and Jenny. And, you know, we've talked a lot. We've worked on some projects. Yeah. And I want to hear about your practice, your spiritual practice, your well-being practice. I know we've talked a little bit about it, but... yeah. It's one that I'm not familiar with. It's so uh, beautiful and uh, kind of mystic when you find it. You're like, oh, wow, because I've been spiritual forever. I mean, even in in high school, I I was always into all kinds of different types of spirituality. And, and then I moved to Chicago and it was like, I was doing stuff with clairvoyance and then there's like the tarot cards and then my roommate's mom was into Santeria and then I had gone to like a Buddhist temple, I remember, and I was doing like this chanting and breathing thing and the monks were really nice and I was like, this is pretty cool. I love this chanting thing. Um, And then I ended up getting, um, going through a yoga course and training to become a certified yoga teacher. And in that training, we went to a retreat, a three-day retreat, and we learned all these different mantras to chant. And I, I got to tell you, when I was chanting, I got so high, like I've never been that high. Wow. You know, I'm like in, you know, in high school. High vibration, right? High school, LSD, (laughs) whatever you're. In a legal way, right? Yes, Uh a completely sobering way wow. and it's because your body's made up of 80 percent water so when you chant you you invoke these these high vibrations and so when i was there i had this amazing spiritual experience i was just i felt so good and so happy when i did this chanting so then i moved to la and my friend larry um he, he's like oh I, i'm going to chant i'm like you're going to chant i'm gonna go chant and so he took me to this Buddhist meeting and everyone was chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. So it's Nam Yo Myoho Renge Kyo. Okay. And I'll explain what that means later. And everyone was chanting. I was like, this is, this is, this is cool. Uh, I wasn't sure how to, but I really liked the chanting part. And, um, and so from there, I just, I learned more and more about what this Buddhism was. And I was like, holy cow, this is so profound. And then I started seeing like proof of of this practice. That's when it really makes, Actual solid proof. Yeah. And I'll even come back later and tell a story about what happened when I was chanting and how it kind of really shifted my career. Well, well, so now was this, okay, so in Chicago and then LA or California, was it the same uh, lineage, same tradition, or was it a different set? No, different? so we practice, I practice Nichiren Buddhism. And so I have like some notes here because um, it's such an amazing practice. How do you spell that? Nichiren, it's N-I-C-H. I-R-E-N. Okay. And Nichiren Daishonin was a 13th century Buddhist monk and or a reformer. And he 
he developed this practice to enable every human being to attain enlightenment. So basically the Buddha, Shakyamuni or Siddhartha, he, the last eight years of his life, he wrote the Lotus Sutra. The Lotus Sutra is the highest of all teachings. Um, so before that, he would go and he would travel and he would teach different philosophies. And then, you know, people would take that and they would, you know, make that. There's all this beautiful... Yeah, sharing the... Yes. But in the Lotus Sutra, it, it says that any human being can attain enlightenment, which means women. <laughs> yeah. Children. They're human beings. Every so you're a human, human being, being uh-huh. can attain enlightenment. And so... That's what Nietzsche and Daishonin realized that, you know, so every title of the Lotus Sutra says Myoho Renge Kyo. That's what it starts? Like every every yeah. passage, every... Yeah, the title okay. of, of, of every chapter or whatever it is. I haven't mm-hmm. read through... I've only... You haven't heard I'm of it. I'm studying pieces it of it as I go along because this is a practice. I'm sure, yeah. It's a life... Yeah. It is not... I mean, it's a... Buddhism is a religion, but no one even says religion in this practice. Yeah. We were like... it. It's a practice. I mean, Herbie Hancock, he is a, a, amazing. He practices this Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And he says, I love this so much. He says, it's a philosophy that I practice religiously. Wow. When he explains it to people, because that that's what it feels like. Um, and so uh, so basically, Nietzsche and Daishonin, um, he realized that, you know, by practicing Nam Myoho Gekyo, um, there's this inherent Buddha nature that lies within every single human being. And when you chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, you, 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 you pull this out. It's a transformation. It's this mystic truth that lies within every human being. And, you know, people who, when you awaken, begin to awaken your Buddha nature, it, it awakens this unlimited reserves of courage and wisdom and compassion, you know, to resolve every challenge in our life. It wow. helps in our lives. It helps you, I mean... One thing that's so funny in this practice, like say you get a flat tire, you'll have somebody go, oh, congratulations, congratulations. Because this is, people say, you know, obstacles are opportunities. And that's that's what we totally talk about. But it's like these um, obstacles are advancing. Like obstacles are advancing us to grow. It's like a vehicle, huh? You never know what's going to happen. You get a flat tire, you do not know whose life you can change. This practice is about taking action for the happiness of others. And when you chant, you chant for yourself and others. And you, the transformations that have happened in my life are just like, they give me goosebumps. And the experiences you hear, you're like, what? And this practice is, is there's 12, there's over 12 million people practicing in 192 countries. And um, it's, so when you become um, when you start practicing Eastern Buddhism, you become a, a member of the SGI. And the SGI means Soka Gakkai International, which means Value Creation Society. I love that. Yes. That's awesome. So it means like, so no matter what obstacle, no matter what you are given, whether it's good or bad, you are able to create value out of that. No matter what, and like value is, out of nothing, out of nothing, out of spiritual essence of, of well, like or, of, or experiences, experiences, challenges, because it's you know Buddhism is all about like you know this to over. Buddhism has a, a lot about overcoming problems and difficulty. So whatever you're given in life, as a human being, how can you create value out of that? I mean, a lot of times it's from problems, you know, something happens, you you know, the IRS knocks on your door, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, 
How can I create value out of this? How can I transform my life? It's kind of like not the way people always think about how to overcome problems. So when you say value, and to correct me if I'm wrong, are you saying like a value towards your own spiritual growth, your your own, like, how can I make this valuable spirit, valuable lesson for my spiritual growth? How can I create journey? How, how can I create value out of this? Mm-hmm. So say that you're going through a, a major breakup, right? Somebody's breaking up with you and it, it, it's, it's horrible. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks, right? Your heart is broken. So by chanting Nam Myoho Rengekyo, you're getting in front of the Gohanzen, which is this, this mandala, this scroll that was inscribed by Nichiren Daishona, Daishonin, which has Nam Myoho Rengekyo in Japanese Sanskrit written down the middle of it. Um, and it's in your home. It's in everyone's home. So we practice at home. Um, you, you go to the Gohanzen, which has this unlimited potential to awaken this Buddha nature and for it, you overcome anything. The, the Gohanzen is a mirror of yourself. Mm. So that's our whole thing is like everything is a reflection of yourself, right? And I'll go into more detail about that. It's like there's so, it's so deep. This practice is so deep. Um, so by, by, by chanting about this, you're creating value and you're seeing like this, you're, you're, you're summoning courage to overcome this. You're using your wisdom to, to, see which is the direction you're going to go and realizing in the end that you know valuing yourself and valuing your self-worth which is something i'm constantly working i on. think it's a common problem for oh my pe- god i'm beings. a work in progress progress mm-hmm. it's not magic chanting is not magic it's like this deep awareness of yourself and so you go through this breakup and you realize you know either you weren't supposed to be with them or you you, you come out standing stronger on two feet realizing what you actually wanted in your life you know and it's so beautiful because i've seen so many people transform horrible relationships divorces into like a wonderful co-parenting you know situation Mm -hmm. because we take responsibility as buddhists we take responsibility for every single thing we do we even take responsibility for someone else's happiness through chanting we're going to take that negativity and we are going to abolish it so that they can become the happiest people. And that's the mm-hmm. hardest thing to do, especially make it turning enemies into yeah, allies. Yeah. That's, when it really, that's when it really tests you, right? Ooh, but that's your best teacher. <laughs> sure. That's the best person to teach you. Um, you know, we always talk about turning poison into medicine. You know, that's a mm-hmm. big theme in this practice. And um, so, yeah, we, so we chant to a Gohanzen, which is we don't. We're not chanting to the Buddha. We're not worshiping anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing is outside of ourselves. Everything is inside of ourselves. Um, we also have a mentor. His name is Daisaku Akeda. He has. He's a teacher. Is he the, like the current lineage holder in this? Yeah. Well, he's. There's been three presidents in the SGI, and he's the third president, and he's the final president. There's not going to be no. And he's kind of like this leader of peace. Okay. Because the SGI is a grassroots Buddhist organization okay. for world peace. We always talk about Kosen Rufu, which means world peace. Mm-hmm. And he is like the, you know, the president, you know, teaching us, the mentor teaching us. He has so many writings. He has met with so many leaders across the world. I mean, Fidel from like Fidel Castro to like Rosa Parks. I mean, Rosa Parks said that she she he was the fav- most favorite person she had wow. met because I mean, he's just peaceful i mean if you saw him i've never met him but he's still alive he's like 90 i can imagine he's just he's writing and writing and writing and writing and, mm-hmm. writing. and 
there's something it like makes your heart just open up when you read his teachings. I, and his I love reading spiritual literature. It's amazing. It transcends you. Yeah, I'd he love to. Have, I'd love to read some. You. I mean, it, it it's makes all prob- makes your problems go. Away. It's like magic, like the probably like the chant. I'm it assuming is. it's just yeah. It is, and I, I wrote. I have some like a little notes. Like yeah, what do you got? One of his you know philosophies of peace is he says when we change, the world changes. The key to all change is our inner transformation, a change of our hearts and minds. This is human revolution. So this is a human revolution is a big thing that we talk about. And he's actually on the last volume of the new human revolution that he's been writing. Um, And that whole self transformation that I, that we awaken in front of the Gohansen. And when we chant is all about going through this human revolution. So, uh, so no matter what you, no matter what you (laughs) give me the, the, I got to get closer (laughs) to the mic. So no matter what you're transforming, no matter what value creation you're transforming, it's all about human revolution and man. That's yeah, because that's Woo! ultimately why we do it, right? Not just for yes. to pass the time, right? No, it is a human revolution in ourselves within ourselves. So how many years have you been doing this? I started practicing in 2010. Wow. And here's the thing. You can practice, you can chant for whatever you want. And that people say, oh, you know, these earthly, de- these earthly, whatever, mm. and you, whatever you want. People are like, oh, these earthly desires, that's not really Buddhism. Like, no, no, no. If you're chanting because you need a car, because you need to get, mm-hmm. to, you need a new car, and you need to get to where you need to go to pick up your kids to get to the job, like, this is like all that. a part of human, it's modern day Buddhism. Yeah. I, I like that because. Um, that they make that point because sometimes I think we people get on the Buddha yeah. path or the spiritual path and they like disavow all the physical things we need yeah. to live life. And we are physical and spiritual we beings. Have I to love have the fact this, that they're bringing that in. This is modern day Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And so, but what happens is you start chanting for that new car and there's something very mystic that begins to happen and begins to awaken in your heart. Because along the way you begin to take action for the happiness of others and you say okay here's my goal i got i need i need to get to a car but all the stuff that happens to get there is like this rippling effect of positivity mm-hmm. it's a part of that human revolution because like i said chanting in the vibration in our bodies like this is a that you're raising your vibration and we do it in the morning and we do it in the evening how long, how long however session? long you want is that so okay that's a- i have had been on and I'll tell you this experience I had where I was on what I call, we call campaigns, where we're like, I am going to chant every morning for an hour mm-hmm. until I reach this goal. Like I can't, I, this is, has to, I have to transform yeah. this. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to move, go on like this. Um, and also the support of the community is insane. Like it is a family of of true people that will take care of you. I mean, I have... A lot. I have a little girl. She's seven years old, and uh, she 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 chants too. But I have lists of like some of the the other members, the SGI members in the neighborhood that I have as my um, emergency contacts mm-hmm. in my neighborhood because everything is local. You go to meetings in your neighborhood. Everyone has a Gohansen in their home. Everyone chants together. Everyone helps each other. So Everyone, you don't have to drive all over the place. So no. you, it's like a meeting in someone's house. Yes, and, with a group. Yes, I mean every pretty much every state has like some kind of community. I was going to ask you if you think Boise does here, but they're they all, it's a worldwide. They have a center here. They do have a center. Yeah. Really? And wow, it's all grassroots. It so it's all through like the people 
It's all power of the people. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. beautiful. Because they've got benefit from it, so they put their energy back into it. It's so beautiful. It's like... I uh, can imagine. Uh, T- it, tell me about your... Or go ahead. Oh, yeah. So... Want, yeah, because I, I, I know that people who find, you know, a spiritual practice or, or a helpful practice... They have experienced something oh that gosh. makes them believe. Tell me your. I'm experience. always in tears when people are giving experience. I mean, I'm always in tears. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so. When they're sharing their. Yes, yeah. the tr- what's happened to them and how they transformed it. They're chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, right? So, um, a couple years ago, I was in a really tough financial state. I mean, I think I'm always a work in progress. Yeah. Another, another common right. universal challenge for, right. for humans, right? But you know, unswayed, right? Unswayed by prosperity or decline. Mm-hmm. It's a work in progress. Detach- is this the detachment that, that it's not that really plays detachment. It's just like being unswayed, you okay. know, trusting sure. because we always have what we need, mm-hmm. you know, and we can always create value out of anything, right? Mm-hmm. In any situation. So years ago, um, I was like, what the, I gotta, chapa. I was like, I am going to chant every morning for an hour. And in the evening, I'm gonna chant too. Like, I'm gonna do this. That's intense, yeah. And I've done this a couple of times. And so every time I go on these like campaigns, I mean, literally something changes within a week. I mean, it is like, bam, mm. there you go. That's what you wanted. Now, 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 wow. you, be careful what you manifest, right? Because sure. it's all about manifesting. And so I'm chanting to, I need, I, I needed, I wanted $8,000 by the end of the year because I wanted to pay off all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? I was like, I want just $8,000. That's what I'm asking, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm chanting and chanting and chanting. And this goes on for maybe I finished my month, okay, right? And all these benefits started coming up and all these little things. Peripheral benefits. Yeah, just sure. things along the way. Just, you know, I'm like, okay, all right. And, and with people, just transforming relationships. I mean, that's a huge thing. And then... I guess when I was like, when I was done and I was up with this campaign, I, I booked Motown Magic. Really? And in three days, I made almost $10,000. Wow. And I said, oh. this has to happen before the end of the year. And this all happened in November. And it was like, bam. Wow. And, and this is what's so amazing. Where we recorded the studio in Santa Monica was right by the Ikeda Cultural and Art Center where I received my Gohanzen in 2010. It was literally, (laughs) I parked in the SGI spots for this huge cultural and art center, the the Ikeda Auditorium, which I think October 3rd is recognized as like Kosen Rufu Day, which is like World Peace Day in Santa Monica. Uh And, um, but yeah, that's right. That's so awesome. Right (laughs) there. It's so mystic. You were probably blown away. Blown. I was parking in this, there's a picture of me. I took a picture of it. And I'm like, what is happening? I mean, it was literally right next door, like the bookstore. Like, and then there's the Ikeda Auditorium. It's like, okay, yep, yep, this is meant to be. <laughs> so that's so that's great. one story out of like many where, it, and the relationships that I've transformed. I mean, I won't go mm-hmm. into too much detail about that. You know, if I was given a big experience, which we have these um, every first Sunday of the month, we have what we call KRG, which is Kosen Rufu Gongyo. And Gangyo is something that we do along with chanting every morning and evening where we recite two chapters of the Lotus Sutra. And these two chapters of the Lotus Sutra are, are on enlightenment. Hmm. So we call it the ceremony in the air. So you're basically, you're celebrating your life. 
Hmm. So all the Buddhas and the sages and the Bodhisattvas of the earth from, you know, uh, a thousand years ahead and a thousand years behind in this one single moment in time, it's it's simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Renge from Namyo Rengekyo means like simultaneously, the, co- the law of cause and effect. Anyway, so when we chant Gangyo, it's really beautiful. It sounds like a song. Um, it's like all Japanese Sanskrit. So when people first look at it, they're like, what are you yeah, saying? You, yeah. you but just, you've, you int- just, you've re- memorized it now. Yeah, it just comes. So it's a ceremony in the air. So you're you're dancing, this, you're doing this celebration of life every morning wow. and evening. It's so beautiful. So nam myoho kyo I'll explain what that yeah, means. Yeah, did, tell us what that means. So Nam is the devotion to oneself and others. So it's like a devotion to like this practice to yourself, right? And then Myoho is... Um, the mystic law of the universe just like gravity is a law there's this law of the universe this mystic law that is inherent in every human being mm-hmm. myo means to open um and I, I there's more detail within each of these i'm sure words. that's what that's what that but there's like i'm these giving a short yeah, breakdown this is great um renge is the law of cause and effect or lotus flower so a lotus flower you know grows in this mucky water which is the symbol of like the chaos of life and around us but it seeds and blooms at the same time so it's simultaneously so if you make a cause it immediately has an effect Mm. no matter what you do instantaneously if i slam my hand down this table the water's gonna shake you might jump it might make your mic crack Mm -hmm. my hand is gonna sting that immediate like I made that cause and it had an effect in mm-hmm. all those ways. Can you imagine? Like, wh- Being whatever aware you. aware d- of that? Yeah. I mean, whatever you do, whatever cause you make, yeah. that's how big of a ripple effect. And so it affects everything. Every, it affects goes on everything. Yeah. So that's Renge. And then Kyo is like teaching or the vibration of sound. So mm. you're sending that vibration out. And so. Nam Kyo is like, it kind of sums up like everything in the universe in this one thing. And so when you chant, it's like, Nam Kyo, Nam Kyo. It's very like soothing. It's a way to do it. And okay. And you're manifesting, you're manifesting. And it's like, you know, Herbie Hancock, I encourage everybody to go see this. It's on YouTube. He gives this lecture. I'll put a link in the show notes. Oh my gosh. If it's you called, share it to me. It's called Buddhism and Creativity. And he gives this lecture at Harvard. And I, there's something he says in there that's so amazing. He said, whether you believe it or not, <laughs> it works. That's when you know something's awesome. Yeah. Because our beliefs can mess with our, it you know, but, but when you transcend it and get on the other side of it. Oh my gosh, you'd be so amazed. I mean, I always tell people like, just try it. And you can, it's not like you, you're practicing Nietzsche and Buddhism and then you can't do anything else. I mean, mm-hmm. I love crystals. I, I, I'm trained in Reiki. My mom's a Reiki master. Yeah. Like it's, it, this is like this is like the grounded and the basis for everything that I do because everything that I touch because of this practice transforms, mm-hmm. you know? And there's, there's, there's times when I've, I've, I've like, what is happening? Like I've lost faith. What, what am I doing? I can't, I'm like, ah, and then I go and I seek and I get guidance from like an, you know, an older member and I'm just like, Mm-hmm. I think we, as human beings, we kind of always have to, I look at it as re- 
sometimes you got to relearn a lesson that yes. you forgot or relearn the faith. It's like a or, next transformation level. Yeah, it's like not like you get... That's the thing about the human experience. I think when I was younger, I thought, okay, well, the, you you get to a certain point where you get it and mm-hmm. it's just going to work and there's no yeah. more trials, yes. no more challenges. Yes. But it's every day. And, and luckily... You know, reading from the so-called masters and the saints and sages, they're doing it every day, every, every day. day. And once we realize that, I think it kind of it, it helps us realize, okay, this is the pra- this is the practice, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I this is how it goes. Yeah. Then we can kind of go, oh, okay, all right, and it's get okay. Like uh-huh. you get stuck. Yeah, things I don't happen know we, we, one in the person, physical world, yeah, right? I don't know one person that has not been stuck. Where Correct. they're like, I'm chanting, nothing's happening. You'll hear people, oh, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. It's like you got to go a little, you got to go deeper. Mm-hmm. Like there's something else you're not seeing that you got to see. And and when you chant and when you study and when you like, you know, go to these meetings and help other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a huge, huge, huge realization probably like at the end of May. And I was like, ah, I can't figure this. Ah. Mm-hmm. And I was like chanting and I was saying it. I was really just like, and I got guidance, you know, and, and I realized that I have to, to no matter what happens, I have to take action for the happiness of others. That's I, I like that you say that. That's it, man. Yeah. That Instead of like, trying to get an outcome or trying to make this no. happen or whatever, I love that. And it really helped to transform. And like right when I realized this, like this was my my vow. This was like this is like my promise to myself. Like I have to take the action for the happiness of others as a mother, as a teacher, as a, a daughter, as um, an artist, as a voice artist. Like my, the, my voice does the Buddha's work, you know, like, it's like, I am a Buddha. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Like, no one's like, we're not worshiping yeah, Shakyamuni. the Buddha within. The, the Buddha within. Yeah, it's this Buddha mm-hmm. nature. And it's like, I am a voice artist for Kosen Rufu, for peace, you know, mm-hmm. with, with everything, a leader, a teacher, you know, all of it, it's all connected to that vow. That no. sounds a lot like, um, a little bit like the Bhagavad Gita when it's like, okay, mm. you know, do do your work in the world and kind of give up the fruit, so to speak, in a way that you allow, focus on the work instead of like, because it seems like we're, we lose sight of the work when we focus on the thing and we're like, no. And and I've even talked, you know, seen, because um, I'm a big fan of this notion of being, right? Yeah. And, you know, Gary Keller talks about this. He's like, when you focus on being the best you can be, the money, the opportunities will come to you, but yeah. you don't focus on the money. You focus on I know. the work. <laughs> and it, it's a constant work in progress. Cause I'm just like, ah, uh, it's being like, an it's artist. Like the, it's like, yeah, your, your focus of attention is different. It's like back to the cause and affecting. I like yeah. it. Being is the cause of having and yeah. we focus on being. Yeah. The, like you said, what, what is it being for the happy or doing for the happiness of others? Taking action for the happiness Taking of others. Action, you know, yeah, I can see how that would bring you or be the, be the cause of having all the better experiences. Yes. And opportunities, money, whatever. Yes. And what's so funny is like it reminds me of this story, this we always have experiences of people getting up in this uh this one young young man was telling this story about when he was younger and he was practicing, I think he's from maybe Taiwan. I can't remember. But he was telling the story of his mother and I totally related this. It was so <laughs> me. He said that she would just, before a meeting, when he was little, he just remembers her being just angry and just like, ah, 
and rushing. It's like all, and this is totally me, right? Before meeting or before something really cool, like really positive in my life. Like if I'm going to teach like a, a workshop to actors or if I'm coming to do this interview or whatever that's good in my life, I, all this like <laughs> the too. negative forces of the universe, they just start <laughs> coming at me you, and right? I'm like, I'm so mad and I'm just so mad. So. And then he would talk about his mom. So she would go to the meeting and then she'd come back and she'd be like, oh yeah. like Totally different person. Because, because. It's that negative forces that it doesn't want you to be happy. It's yeah. like pushing I like, against it. I call it, it the resistance. And other people it's, call it the resistance. It's resistance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's like every time. And Isn't it's like, that weird? and that's when I know I need to be doing it. So, so when you, when you can give yourself a little bit of a gap to notice the resistance, you know, just that, you're that right awareness, path. just I'm that like awareness. That you're like, yeah. this is proof that I am practicing correctly. This mm-hmm. is proof. Mm-hmm. You know, so when awesome. obstacles enter to, to stop you from doing to taking this action for the happiness of mm-hmm. others. When that happens, you're like, yep, I'm, this is proof. I'm doing mm-hmm. it right. All right, let's so do it. True. I so see awesome. you. I see you. That's when, because resistance can keep us in a real pickle because it is powerful. It makes uh, you it shuts stuck. us down sometimes. Yeah. But that's when, it, that's when it loses all of its power. When you know you're, when you're like, I'm on to you, resistance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, this yeah. is going to happen. Yeah, totally. It's like a balloon, you know, it's got full of air. And that's like that, that's that negative force, like sitting there and then you're like, oh, I see you. And then it goes, Mm. it deflates it, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 You just have to like realize that this is, this is, this is it. This is the mission. And it's not supposed to be just like fruits and flowers Mm. and rainbows. It's like, you have to sometimes go through the muck. To get to that, like we'd get bored if it was fruits and flowers and rainbows. We would be so we'd bored. We'd be creating adventure. Oh my gosh! Uh, resi- we'd be begging for resistance. All the all the music, all the wonderful and beautiful music in life the no world. It, it's all from like heartache mm-hmm. and struggle. You yeah. know, it's so important that we go through this. You know, because mm-hmm. it just it it's transformation. It's human revolution. It's so true. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So, um, t- tell me a little bit about like the the the. The practice itself. You do these daily chants. Mm-hmm. How often do you go to meet with the group? Um, you know, it's so great because I'm a district leader in my community, mm. and we all have different different districts. And leader in the practice means, like, if you see a pyramid and you see someone at the top, you think, oh, they're no, the pyramid is it's different. It's upside down. Okay, so it's basically like you're holding and supporting members. Mm. As a leader, you're supporting the people. Like you're holding them up and supporting them in any way you can. So mm-hmm. that's what it means when we say leader. Okay. But you have facilitate the the meetings or stuff we, like that? A little bit, but we plan meetings. I, I, I reach out to members for home visits. I mean, that's some of the most transforming mm-hmm. thing you can do is going to members' houses and chanting with them and, and encouraging them. And it's just people just, the love that you receive and give and they are so, it's just, it, there's something about it. Well, the, there is something to coming together as a with another person and sharing the experience and helping and supporting yeah. that helps the problems dissolve, doesn't it? Because does. we get so in our heads and we're like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And even having a friend or it doesn't even have to be like a therapist or, nope. a per, you know, even just it's a friend. Like but when you have someone, like, yeah, I support. am here. I got and your back. listening to you and you're like, Oh, I got it out and I feel better just talking. Yeah, talking it you're out. like, I got your back. Mm-hmm. You are not going to fall. And if you do, I'm here to catch you. It's mm-hmm. like we are all in this, this, this 
this life together. Yeah, we're, we're all in this together, yeah. And the more people you have in your community is just so powerful and impactful and of all ages and all races. You walk into one of these Buddhist meetings, it is color. It is full of like Wide color, variety colorful of people. people. I mean, it's just all it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love people coming in and they're and they're just like, Wow, I remember this one guy, this one young guy, he was chanting for a week and he came to this introduction meeting. He chanted for like a week or two and he's like, you know what? He's like, I've been chanting and I'm the happiest I've ever been. He's like, my bike got stolen. And he's like, and I'm the happiest I've ever been. You know, it's like, it's like these kind of things. There's also this really great podcast that just came out. If you want to hear like experiences, oh, it's so, it's just a podcast of people sharing their experiences from this. And and they talk about this Buddhism and I mean, it is like just so it's called, um, Buddhist solutions for life's problems. Okay. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. And the first episode is called, let me see. It's so, it was so good. It was called, you're pushing my buttons. Hmm. And then the second one they have out is called my Buddhist breakup. Oh, so they're just, they're just, uh, stories from people and how this practice transformed that situation. And that's what you hear constantly in this practice is people's experiences. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, and I'm always curious about, because you were, like you said, you've always been on the spiritual path. I'm yes. sure you yes. tried or engaged so in other stuff. Yes. Tell me some of the things that you did that didn't quite give you what you found in this. Um, I think the biggest thing is that this, I was, at, I was able to see actual proof. Mm-hmm. I am, I need to be able to take action in some way. And sometimes when I don't know what to do, I can go to the Gohansen and I can chant to see do you and find the that, wisdom. Do you find that um, guidance comes from doing that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you become ideas, impulses? realizations, creative ideas. So it kind of almost seems like it opens up a channel of some divine. It does, but it's also like this trust. It's like I'm not, I'm not going to use my own strategy. I'm going to use the strategy of the Lotus Sutra. Love that. I, I'm a I, big I, fan of that idea that we can sometimes, when we think we know, I can't strategize can, anymore. I it can't. Can, you know, we're li- limited in our thinking. Yeah. So do you find that it gives you a better perspective, broader perspective? And it, it it's literally like sometimes it's like, and like the person you were chanting about to like overcome this difficult whatever or chanting, for, chanting for their whatever. happiness, mm-hmm. they just come out of the blue and they're mm. like, hey, I need to talk to you or hey, I'm really got this thing and like you're like what <laughs> and it it, 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 wow. it it impacts your environment so much that it doesn't matter you could be across the world and you can impact somebody's yeah environment. we're all connected aren't we so connected there's this group of women in, in japan and they're called the the weather chanters or something and so before any kind of meeting or anything they have this group of really like this these women have super powerful daimoku you know they're like their conviction and determination mm-hmm. is like Bam, and they have these women get together and they they chant about the weather to like make sure that the weather is okay. And when all these hurricanes have come and there's different things things like that, I mean, literally, I've heard stories about these weather women getting together and like watching the hurricanes turn. Watching, yeah, because we we, we have that power, turn. right? I mean, yes. if we if we want to use it and develop it, right? We do, we do, and that's awesome. And this practice is so important. We and last September last year, we gathered fifty thousand youth across America in nine different cities. We're all like on the teleprompter, um, 
there and it was this for this movement of peace mm. and it was just it was so powerful i mean like just, a massive group i met 50,000 youth practice. it was wow. more than 50,000 but that was the goal and we surpassed that goal and um we gathered that many young people it wow. was just and I mean, and the people that supported and the members around it that were, you know, it was like 35 and under or something mm -hmm. um, got to go. And it was just, it was incredible. Wow. I mean, I can't even. Yeah, to be part of that experience. Oh, mm -hmm. my Well, even, even doing other types of group meditations, you know, it's more power, the more energy is there yeah. in those groups. And then they had like these like set of goals and I, I have to like look them up. But one of them was like, you know, it was about the environment and it was about, you know, other, it's just all these like peaceful clear ideas of, of what actions to take mm -hmm. as we move forward you know into the into the 2020s right, <laughs> right? Yeah, time doesn't time is not stopping we're, no, we're going forward whether, no. whether we want to kick it and screaming and yeah, resisting all the way I right <laughs> but if we can if we can do this one-on-one -on -one dialogue between people i mean it's like in our local communities and and even if we need to do it across oceans it's so impactful it's it's the ripple effect mm -hmm. because that person's going to talk to that person and that person's going to change that person. I mean, it just keeps mm -hmm. going. And every human being on this earth has this, you know, Buddha nature within them. Yeah. I mean, even the people, you know, I heard this one leader say one time, she said, if you cannot realize and understand that there is the Buddha nature in like terrorists, she's like, then you need to go, you have work to do. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, you need to so get back true. in front of the Gohans and you got some work to do. Mm -hmm. And so whatever happens in your life, whatever person comes up in your life, this is a reflection of your life. It's something that you need to see no matter what mm -hmm. it is. Like if someone's coming at you with something really negative, it's like, what do I need to see? I, I take full response. What do I need to see in myself right now? How can I transform wow. this? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And that becomes the, the new vehicle and you move through it mm -hmm. and... That's so awesome. It is. Oh my gosh. I, I, I've, how many, so, so, because I know there are multiple different, like, I, I don't know if I'm using the right word, sects or, or oh, I have no teachings idea. of Buddhism, like, but this is so one many. of them. This is one of, so but who we're is, the only one that we do, the only one that follows the Lotus Sutra. Is that so? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 the final teachings where he attained enlightenment and then had to go around and tell people about it mm -hmm. and got the Buddha and got slandered and got name called and got sure. Yeah. Rocks thrown yeah, he, at him was not, yeah. for trying to tell people about mm -hmm. enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And he was like, still, I respect the dignity of your life. Sure. <laughs> and, so, and so this, this is Nietzscherian. One of the, he was the, a teacher of this or a, in yes. the, he so carried he, that message. He, he brought this, he, he, he inscribed the Gohans and he, you know, it says he's a 13th century um, Buddhist monk and he developed this practice so it could be accessible to all people to enable them to bring forth their inherent Buddha nature, inherent Buddha nature. Um, and so the practice, he, so he, he realized that chanting nam myoho and gekyo was like summed, it was it's a way for people to attain enlightenment themselves okay. in their, on their own without, you know, going under the, the, the Bodhi tree yeah. for however long. But by ch through chanting Namo Rengeko, you could you were able to reach enlightenment through this. And enlightenment is not like this this thing that you just keep with you all day long. It's like oh, I'm always enlightened. Mm -hmm. No, and that's what the Buddha realized too. It's like it can be gone. Oh, you can lose it from moment to moment. It's all moment to moment. Every 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 
thing in life. Everything that we do is that moment to moment to moment to makes moment. Makes sense because we have the choice to make moment to moment to moment which direction we want to go. Mm-hmm. Are we are we going to be constructive or destructive? How are we? It's what are we going to do? Constant choice. Yeah. What are we going to do here? I, I look. I think that I think about that sometimes. I look at it as like going to sleep, waking up, going. You know, because mm-hmm. sometimes you feel like you sleepwalk through the day, and you're like maybe a little bit unconscious doing this or whatever. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. You wake up and you're like, oh, tuned in, ready to go, and then it's it's, it's weird. Yeah, they. So they can't talk about that too. I love that sleep thing because, like, you know, in Buddhism, there's um, birth, sickness. What is it? Birth. The suffering or birth, sickness, suffering, and death, or something. Sounds. It's in that order. I'm not in order. I should know it. I should know it, but my brain is like, what do mm-hmm. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically like, you know, when you die, it's a chance to recharge to come back for the next mm-hmm. life because that's what we believe it's right. like. So you don't want to die with regrets. Just like if you're leaving one job to go to the next one, you don't want to leave with that energy. You're just going to take it with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we believe that no matter what happens and there's been story after story where people have transformed their work, you know, and then just by doing the chance and doing the work and transforming, doing the work, mm-hmm. doing the work, that human revolution. And it's like, so we talk about not taking that old, bad energy of, you know, with us because we want to start new. So it's like when you sleep, you're renewing, you're recharging for the next life. Mm-hmm. And it's really beautiful because there's, you know, death is people are, don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but, and when someone dies, we always talk about, it's like, you're going to meet them from life to life to life to mm-hmm. life to life. It's like, I don't know. I'm going, yeah, no, I'm going I, deeper I, I now. Know, you <laughs> yeah. know, that, that's, that's awesome. It all, it all makes sense. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming by and sharing this practice because it's great. super awesome. Thank you so much for letting me share. It's yeah. Just, it's I, so beautiful. Like I said, I, I have a friend who's, you know, big into Vajrayana Buddhism and I learned so much from him and his practice, but hearing about this is super awesome. Yeah. And if people are, are interested, check out that podcast. I will. I'm going to put li- links in the show oh, notes good. to the podcast, also to the Herman Han- Herbie, Herbie Hancock. Hancock. Oh my gosh. They will love I want to see that. Oh, it's so ins- I watch it once a year because it's just Do you? so, is it like so a inspiring. Movie? Is, it a, is it a documentary It's a lecture he gives at Harvard. Oh, wow. It's a live lecture he gives. Okay. So the first like maybe seven minutes or is somebody kind of introducing him. Well, and I love the him. title too, Creativity and Bo- Buddhism, Buddhism and Creativity. Yeah. It's yeah, so Mark beautiful. I, that's right up our alley. Yeah, it's really inspiring. And he's, 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 I think he lives in West Hollywood. So I've, mm-hmm. I've met him a couple of times. At some of these events. At different meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I just, it's, it's and, amazing. And I'll also, I'm sure there's websites for the SGI. Yeah, there's the, uh, I think it's, sgi.usa.org or something. Okay. So I'll, you can I'll go and look up stuff. put links to those for people to yeah. find out more and also any other things that come up after we go. But you can always find these show notes at gmarkphillips.com. So I'll list them all in the, in the show notes there. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks thank for coming you by. So much. You're welcome. That's You're awesome. awesome. Everybody, Gmark's awesome. <laughs> Too kind. <laughs> thank you, Kelly. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. Thanks so much. All right. See you later. Well, what'd you think? Wasn't that awesome? I really enjoyed hearing about this tradition. Like I said, I'd never, I didn't, have never really heard of this one before. And if I have, I don't recall that I have that this 
this lineage of Buddhism and this um, vehicle of Buddhism before that she was talking about. So I learned a lot in this one, and I got a lot of takeaways. I love the fact that you know her talking about this uh, ability to take action and also creating value. How can I create value out of this situation or this circumstance? I really love that. And I did draw a lot of parallels with the Bhagavad Gita, as I mentioned in the interview, and Arjuna's, you know, counsel, well, Arjuna's counsel from Krishna that, you know, you take action for the sake of action and refine the action, give a, you know, detach a little from the fruits and don't worry about the fruits. Let the fruits take care of themselves. I think about that all the time. There seems to be some commonality in this one. And I like that. And I can see how it, it benefits Kelly on her journey because, you know, that we, we are here to take action. We are here to continually get our hands in the clay and turn thoughts to things, not just stay in headspace, not be fearful, not be doubtful. And a lot resonated with me in this. I'm definitely going to go back and listen to this one over and over again. And as I pull the show notes that you can always find at gmarkphillips.com, I'll try to pull some of these ideas out so that you can have a place to refer to them or easily put them down in your own personal growth journal or personal transformation journal, because I think there's a lot of good nuggets in this. So thanks again, Kelly, for sharing that. I really do appreciate it. So that's the end of the podcast. We'll wrap it up. As always, you can find these episodes on any of your favorite podcast players. Also at youtube.com slash gmarkphillips. While you're there, why not subscribe? That's my main focus right now, putting stuff up on YouTube, doing content to help you on your journey, also to entertain you and have fun in the process. So that's the podcast. I really do appreciate you for listening. Thanks so much. Have an awesome day. And until next time, all the best, health, wealth, and success. Bye-bye.